Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yes, that's right. You can see the shelters here. You know where you are. Shelter footy cast. Nigel Carmody, Will Schofield here with you from Melbourne. Backchat's gone to Melbourne for the week. So we're sitting down for a preview of round 19. G'day, Nigel. How are you, mate? Hello, Scoey. How's the weekend? Freezing, cold, but beautiful Melbourne being. It's been good. I think I packed every warm weather item I had in my wardrobe back in Perth, and it's still not enough. No, you haven't had to hit up a Katmandu or a North Face <laughs> or a Mac Pack this week for some sort of insulation. Funny you ask that. Charlie didn't have a blanket on the couch, so we had to head down and get him a sleeping bag. Didn't get it from Kathmandu, though. Aldi had a couple of specials on down, the, down on the corner, so we sorted him out. The yeah. budget doesn't quite stretch that far. <laughs> That's correct. You are the Shelter Footy Cast, live from Backchat Studios, Melbourne this week. That was the Southern River Band, a couple of boys out of Thornley. Keep your eyes peeled for a bit of a Backchat... Shelter Footy Cast collaboration with the lads. I think we've got something special brewing. Unfortunately, Nigel's not going to be a part of that. He's here in Melbourne. But we will get through a preview of Round 19, a bit of a focus on the West Australian side of things, which is going to be fun. If you want to follow us on social, we'd appreciate that. Shelter Footy Cast. You can send us an email if you see anything in regional footy or any sort of story, really. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Follow us on YouTube. You can watch this, or if you're listening, you can watch it. If you are watching, you can listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. Proudly brought to you by Shelter, born and brewed in Bustleton, WA. So like a game show or reality TV, I got through the opening episode okay, wasn't voted off and allowed to return. Look, I believe you're getting some a bit of feedback from um, neighbouring parties here in Melbourne. Shelter Footycast has come straight into the neighbourhoods of... Shelter uh, of Melbourne, correct? You you you, you text me with some feedback from a neighbour. Said that yeah, he's enjoying it. Yeah, he enjoyed it. Yeah, he good. enjoyed our take. He was a North supporter, so he's up and about after last week. Okay, okay, yeah, well, correct. but yeah, we're, we're making a splash on the east coast, which right. is why I was brought in. Okay, for the North supporters out there, big moments of the round. Let's get straight into North Melbourne. They're asking for a priority pick from the AFL. So not all rosy at North Melbourne. Yes, they had a win under caretaker coach Lee Adams. Priority picks, um, you would have seen that across your journey in the AFL, Nige. 
Uh, where do you sit on all that and do North deserve one? There's lots of flavours. It's like ice cream. You can get the sort of premium stuff, which is will give you pick one or something else like that. Then yes. there's mid first round, end of first round. So the latest drop of priority picks we had in 2018 were state league players or access to them. So right. Who was that? The Suns got three. They elected to use theirs. They got Sam Collins. Yep. What a ripping pick that was. Leadership group now. Who perhaps yeah. would have been a, probably a top 30 pick given the season he'd had in the VFL. Yes. Josh Corbett and Chris Burgess have been sort of good, solid citizens for them. Both played. Carlton got two. They elected to trade theirs. So they used theirs basically to help facilitate the McGovern trade in 2018. Right. So, Remembering too, Carlton were 2-20 in 2018 with a percentage not dissimilar to a North Melbourne now. So it's not a bad parallel. Interesting. Carlton had had, obviously, oh, would have been, what, five seasons out of the finals since then? Yes. Going, You've got to go back to the year where they, they got in as a result of Essendon coming out, yep. beating Richmond and then getting done in the second week of Which the was finals. the back end of like, yep. a decent period of success for Carlton there, sort of 2010, 11. Where they were competitive. Yeah. yeah, you guys played them in a, in a yep. really good final at Subi. So that's sort of similar to North. They've had five years where they've been kind of off the grid, so to speak. They've had a little bit of a capacity to play in the top end of the draft, but they're clearly still at least another two national drafts away from really stockpiling the top-end talent that's brought Melbourne and Richmond and Hawthorne success over time. So yeah. right now, that may be a good interim measure, whether it's you must take a player or here's some extra draft collateral outside of your existing picks, list spots and money mm. to just try and accelerate things. Okay. Well, it sounds like North deserve a priority pick considering the history. It sounds like they've also got to go and sit down with the AFL and really plead their case, which I find interesting. It's... It, for mine, it should almost just be like these are our results over the past five years. This is what we've done. We clearly aren't doing that well. Can, can we have some help? That pretty much should be the meeting. I don't know if you have to need to go and sit down for a week and you know tell them how they got where they were, but maybe they do. I don't know. I do have something to reveal for you, Nigel. I know you're sitting there thinking, <laughs> does it involve you taking off your denim jacket? I hope <laughs> it absolutely does. So I know you're sitting there wondering why are you sitting with a buttoned up uh, jacket, right? So. Um, we had a little delivery here in Melbourne, right? And I'm here to tell you, Nigel, right? As the buttons come down, it's absolutely time. The Shelter Footy Cast, Shelter have some, you know, down south of, of is, down is south of cross Perth. Cross promotion. Down south of Perth. There's a few Fremantle fans down at, uh, at the Shelter Brewery down there, down by the big uh, wharf down at Bustleton. Well, I'm here to tell you right now, it's flag mantle time, baby. It is absolutely flag metal time. Have a look at this beautiful piece of merchandise. And yes, it is the Shelter Footy Cast, but if you would like to get uh, your hands on one of these pieces of uh, beautiful merchandise, backchatpodcast.com.au forward slash merch. Anyway, after that, terms and conditions, do you like what I just you see here? Out. Do you like what you see here? Flag so, metal. So we're in, we're in content. We're now managing a band, I think you revealed in the first couple of minutes. We're that's promoting Pizza Pockets. That's right. And now we're doing merchandise. Yes. And how, long, how long do you start making white goods and phones? Well, you, you don't have too long to look out for the Shelter uh, little collab beer. I mean, I mean, this is a beer podcast. We, just, we do what we like here. So the footy gods, uh, a bolt of lightning has just struck the top of the apartments that the Backchat team has set up here in <laughs> Melbourne after the flag mantle reveal. Okay, now let's get into a bit more West Australian side of things with moments of the round. There's been some permutations around the broadcasting rights uh, and the deal that's getting put together. Gil McLaughlin, who's said to be retiring, well, he is retiring at the end of this year. He's got a few boxes to tick before he walks out of AFL HQ at the end of the year. And one of those is to get a new broadcasting deal done. Now, that's a huge part for the future of the game. Um, 
there's been some rumours around who's going to actually be setting that up. Now, you know, Stan's making a play. They've got the Foxtel 7 kind of thing going on. There's a few mm-hmm. different players in this one. But apparently leading is a almost non-free-to-air conglomerate where viewers in Perth and Adelaide um, won't get to see their teams free. They'll have to pay per view. Um, Koshy's upset. Mark McGowan's upset. Shock. Um might have to shut the borders again, see if we can get the telecast across the border over into WA. Where do you sit with the free-to-air pay-per-view side of things? Uh, cycle back for me. Where are these rumours coming from? Just like everywhere else, the internet, Nigel. Who oh, knows? Oh, man. No, no, there it's... is. Like, no, Koshy's come out. Koshy's come out and, and apparently, you know, said we need free-to-air in, in Adelaide. And Mark McGowan's come out and said free-to-air is very important to the state of WA. I'll go first. Welcome to the 21st century, everybody. Paying to view sport is something that is going to happen going forward. Now, free to wear right now, as I speak right now, and I and I, it's just like a lightning bolt that hit the top of this building. It's hit my brain. Nigel Carmody, employed by Channel Seven, may be taking the free to wear side of this argument, but I think don't put words in my mouth. I think, I think you paying to view footy, five bucks a week or whatever it is plus the other sports you get i think that's going to be the way going forward especially with the ability to watch it when you want um that is how people do things now they stream it they they can't watch it at 5 p.m they're going to sit down in bed and watch it at 8 p.m the free-to-air element i don't think is as important as some people do uh flip it the other way so you totally agree that subscription for content whether it's sport entertainment whatever it is, is is here to stay in a key part and to your point, well, I mean, I think there was uproar in the UK some 20, 30 years ago when effectively most of the English Premier League was behind a paywall with Sky Sports and the like as well. Yes. Not quite up to speed on where footy sits and where the whole anti-siphoning laws are at the moment, which the government brought in years ago to ensure that there was key sports remaining on free-to-air television. Mm. I'd be shocked if we don't have a free-to-air player. I'd be shocked if the AFL don't want a free-to-air player because it's valuable. It's a loss leader for the networks in a lot of ways to have Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday football, whatever it might be. Fantastic suite for advertisers, which again, it brings advertisers into the building to potentially sponsor other platforms. The promotion of the game on free-to-air television is key. I think the penetration of pay tv in our country is at about 30 percent, and there's a lot of people who are in areas where i don't think they can get it so they're going to want the game to be able to get into those nooks and crannies as well i think it's the live element and specifically into south australia and western australia i think victorians if you're listening i think you're all sweet chuck it on free air all good to go again rumors but it's south south australian west australian element where there's the live element versus the delayed element i think that's what koshi's not a little bit upset about it's only going to be delayed coverage Rumoured. Don't know. Rumoured. Don't know where that's... Yeah, correct. Yeah. Bypass Import. the rumours. Yeah, correct. You are on the Shelter Footy Cast. You're here with Nigel Carmody, Will Schofield. Let's get into the West Australian side of things. West Coast and Frio preview for round 19. Fremantle play Richmond Friday night. Is that correct, Charlie? Friday night footy for the Frio Dockers. They will be in... They'll be in... They'll be landing today. No. No, it's it's Thursday today. They're here. They're already here. Yeah, two days out. Well, I'm pretty sure that's what West Coast would do. They would they would get in. So I think Fremantle's on the same schedule. Bit bit too much travelling for the West Australian sides, Nigel. It's Victorians just come in. No, don't you get the don't you get the harp and violin out, mate? 
It's a big the game. Hub, the hub's this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, musical instruments, not my strength. I was going to say, musical charades will never be part of the back chat suite of events. Friday night footy actually changes my mind on this a little bit. This could be the game of the round. Big, big game of footy. Richmond's in the fight for the eighth spot on the ladder. Fremantle's in the fight for top four on the ladder. This is a huge game of football. Fremantle... Can they overcome the loss to Sydney? Um, you know, it's been it's been touted a bit in the media this week that you know Sydney bought the blueprint to beat Fremantle Dockers. Um, I don't subscribe to that as much. Richmond are coming off a shock loss to North Melbourne, um, so both sides coming off a loss. Do Richmond look at Sydney and say this is how you beat Fremantle, or can Richmond not replicate the way Sydney played? Yeah, different strokes for me. Marvel makes this interesting. If yes. it was an MCG game. Richmond, no problems in terms of favouritism. Frio played Marvel really well against the Saints a couple of weeks ago. This is Fremantle for mine. This is their biggest match since they hosted the 2015 prelim against the Hawks. This game? Yep. Wowee. Think Think about it. What have they they had in this period of time that's been this significant? And this this is a fork in the road game where... Win this momentum. I think Melbourne at home the following week, it does set them up to solidify top four, which then... Uh, isn't a guarantee of anything, but at least it buys you the insurance of two weeks in the finals, even if you've got a, a week one final on the road. If you're going to challenge, if you're going to be flag mantle, you need to finish top four. There's there's actually no way. Well, you it can... gives you that home final in week two if you do get rolled in a qualifying final, which yeah. then effectively says you're playing for a spot in a grand final. Yes, correct. Um, which yeah. is important for merch sales for uh, you. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. I, I hadn't considered that, but I think you're probably right. I mean, they play Geelong in Geelong, which was – it's not a free hit, but people don't expect them to win that. Um, they play Melbourne um, undefeated side at the MCG. Um, as, t- as touted here on the Shelter Footy cast, we picked Fremantle. That was going to happen. Well, I certainly did. And again, though, a bit of a free hit. I mean, you're playing undefeated um, reigning premiers at their you know fortress, and they go and beat them. This one here at Marvel. Why is it at Marvel? Is it is it the crowd thing? Is uh, that why? I dare say it's part of the deal where the MCG tenant clubs, I think, have a, a, a minimum number of games at Marvel as well. It just seems it seems so. I mean, it's a Friday night game. It's not like um, it's not like they're competing with anyone. And this is going to be a huge game. Fremantle fans maybe don't travel as well as some, so perhaps there's. I don't whether there's any carryover. I went to the Manchester United Crystal Palace game on Tuesday night. How was so it? Whether they're marking off the line still? Oh, true. How was how was that game? Awesome. Yeah. Um, seventy thousand there. Seventy six thousand. Well, I mean, we haven't seen those sorts of crowds obviously in Melbourne too much in the last couple of years, and good that both the both the squads, particularly United, we're only two weeks out from the Premier League resuming mm. remarkably. Can you imagine? I'm just as a, yeah. an aside. No, imagine an that. AFL team going. We'll play preseason game in. Um, London, or London, like two weeks out before the season. There's no way you'd get that across the line. <laughs> Is it, all the stars are here? They're, they're not all, all not here, all, but it was a it was a pretty good squad from United, and uh, they played all right because we had a couple of previous tournaments, sort of 2015, 16, and Man City, Real Madrid, Juventus, sort of sent their thirds. They barely got out of a gallop. Whereas, yeah, when, uh, Tuesday night was quite entertaining. We're going to take your tips this week, Nige. Um, you know, Skate and I usually go head to head. Who are you taking this one, Freeman or Richmond? As Skeet's proxy, uh, <laughs> Frio, no Lynch, no Martin, and Marvel. Okay, I'm going to – I mean, I think – geez, I don't know where the odds sit on this one. I'm going to take Freeman as well. I can't not take Freeman with flag mantle on. Backchatpodcast.com.au forward slash merch. 
Alex Pierce will return. Don't type in forward slash. It's actually the thing that's angled that way. Um, yeah, backslash. Yeah, is it forward slash or backslash? I don't know. Yeah, I'll find it. Tall forward Rewalt v Pierce. They get him back. I think Fremantle get the job done as well. Now let's move on. Um, West Coast placing Kilda Sunday at Optus Stadium, a home game for the West Coast Eagles. St Kilda, been poor since the bye. They've only won one game. Um, they are in the same bracket as Richmond, competing for eighth spot on the ladder. West Coast competing for not the wooden spoon. Can West Coast knock over St Kilda at home? I'm going to go first on this one. West Coast, uh, maybe without a Ruckman, uh, pretty much. Callum Jamison may miss this week with a groin issue. Uh, I saw Josh Rotham play in the waffle about four weeks ago as a standalone Ruckman. He's never done that in his life, and he had 30 hitouts. Uh, close to 15 marks and absolutely dominated. So maybe Josh Rotham comes in and plays a role. Um, you know, uh, St Kilda uh, don't have Paddy Ryder in the team. Well, that's so, the thing. It yeah. sort of balances it out. So they'll probably bring in Tom Campbell, who, again, Western Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs, North's a journeyman. Yes, um, definition of. The Saints have been through so many ruck options this year. He's the last man standing. Been very good in the VFL for Sandringham. You know exactly what you're going to get from him, but... Uh, the Rotham to try and run off him, maybe be a bit more mobile. Don't mind that as an Josh option. Josh Rotham's one ninety-two, maybe. So he's a would be like a midfielder having a jump. Regardless, and no disrespect to them or who else takes the set of bounces. I don't think anyone's going to reflect on this game come the end of the weekend and go, oh, the Rucks decided it. Yeah, correct. It will be decided in the midfield, I think. So St Kilda, they got Jack Steele back about two or three weeks ago. Uh, he's come in and played well, but their midfield, I don't think, has been doing what they you know need to be doing. The connection with their forward line has no, been an issue. Ball use was poor. Poor. Yeah, it was poor. So, you know, the Western Bulldogs game, um, they come out and I think they matched them across the midfield, but then they couldn't deliver it to their forwards. It was rebounding out, couldn't defend as a team. And Bulldogs scored too easily. So I think there's a danger for St Kilda. The same thing happens. West Coast, not a lot to lose, you know, barely anything. Uh, and they can come on, take risks. And that's how you beat St Kilda. You take risks, take them on. They can't defend. I think West Coast win this one. Saints were really good defeating Fremantle, but that was a different chapter of the season at Optus. But I think it's always good for travelling teams when you've got to, you get some feels from going to a stadium. Mm. They may get some soldiers back that help with the issues from last week. Hunter Clark's a chance to play after yep. that horrific injury and potentially Seb Ross, Windhager, who's not a bad first-year player as well. So it's a very even game. It's a, it's a really good... It's the the great dessert cart game of the weekend where it's gonna it's gonna come out as the ninth game of the weekend and I think it'll be a good watch. And who will win? Saints. Saints? Okay, there uh, we go. As the Western Australian audience. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I mean West Coast won two games. It's probably a good pick. Probably smart. I'll take you on though. I take the West Coast Eagles. Yeah, on the Shelter Footy cast here with Nigel Carmody, Will Schofield, back chat in Melbourne. Okay. Thank you, Charlie. I love that sting over the top of me. We love it. Very good, Charlie. Just keep that finger just a little bit. Just, just unextend it. Don't shake your head at me. North Melbourne v Hawthorne, Saturday, 11.45, Blundstone Arena, Hobart. The Hawks have never played a game at this oval in a home and away season game. Yet play regularly two hours up the road at What's going on? I mean, Utah's. is it a stupid question to ask? Is that just their home grounds, Launceston, and they don't go to Hobart? Yes, so North Melbourne are the... Tenant of Blundstone Arena and Hobart, Hawks have got their deal in Launceston. I just figured, yeah, it's just poor knowledge by me, but I just figured, you know, you associate Hawks with Tassie, and so you just would have thought they'd played there before. So they played North Melbourne, a home game for the North Melbourne Footy Club then. Off a win, here we go. Lee Adams still at the helm over there. Can North carry 
any sort of momentum from last week or is it a flash in the pan, um, free up of the mind, but then back to the old ways a week later? Absolutely, they can repeat what they did last week. Uh, they haven't been as... I mean, they've had a poor season. They've typically been pretty good down at Blundstone Arena, but this year they've been on the end of a couple of really disappointing losses. They pushed Hawthorne in round one. That was a game where I think people thought that could have gone either way. And until about the last 15 minutes, Hawthorne, in a margin similar to the match against West Coast last weekend, didn't really edge out. So close game on paper, I think. Uh, Nick Larkey's under a little bit of a cloud. So that would rob North of obviously not only an important forward target, but we spoke in the review show last week about how Hawthorne's intercepting defence just you know at will were chopping off um, West Coast entry. So I yes. think uh, without Nick Larkey, it would be a hard task for North. I think the biggest thing with Nick Larkey is the Zerha effect. As as a forward like Zerha, um, it's always good to have a big key position forward that draws defenders near you. So Zerha probably struggles um, or, or is, I guess gets a better defender with Larky out of the team. Aaron Hall could come back. Um, he's missed uh, with a quad injury the last couple. Jack Gunston may be a chance to return after missing a couple of weeks after the um, you know really um, terrible passing of his father. So um, you know, thoughts and prayers out for Jack Gunston. So maybe he returns. You know, the Hawks have been, for mine, uh, they've been an inconsistent team, but I've really liked what I've seen. Um, spoke to Sam Mitchell during the week uh, about some of his coaching philosophies and He's a smart man, didn't give us the blueprint, but he also spoke about um, being a future-looking coach. And as a head coach, you need to make calls about game style, about your list, about what you're doing as a football club in advance. And you need to back yourself in. And and this is why you don't see coaches coach forever, because he's at a period right now as a coach where he has a game style and um, things he's trying to educate his players on that he's not looking to win the premiership this year. He didn't say that, that's my words, but they're not going to win the flag. Right, And he knows that. Again, he didn't say that, but he knows that. He's looking ahead. How can he build to win a premiership? And whatever he's trying to do is for that moment. Now, is he right or is he wrong? That'll be, you know, proof will be in the pudding. The way that I see them playing is he's given them offensive license to really attack the game at stages, which at the moment um, makes them vulnerable to... Uh, counter-attack and and it's hard to defend the way they move the ball sometimes it's hard to defend off that but I think he's banking on the fact that they'll get better at defending if they continue to attack so where the errors where it might result in a couple of losses and instead of you know playing footy where you might park the bus a bit more or roll behind the footy uh, Josh Ward was a really good story during the week. Nab, rising star. He'd had a, a good, solid start to the season. Spent some time back with Box Hill in the VFL. I mean, 30-plus possessions in an AFL game in your first season is something to celebrate. Very good. Well done. Sid, uh, who are you taking? Hawthorne or North Melbourne? Hawks. Yeah, absolutely. No-brainer Hawthorne for me too. Sydney v Adelaide Saturday at the SCG. Uh, this, is a, this is an interesting game because Sydney come over to Perth. They play the Dockers at Optus Stadium, and they set themselves. You can see that that was a huge game for that football club. I could see this as a bit of a uh, pressure valve release game where they just, big sigh of relief, we've gone over, we've beaten Fremantle, we've got it done, and then Adelaide just go whack at the SCG. I know it's not what people are expecting, but I think that's a chance. They've got a chance to move into the top four, Sydney. So this is as important as the Fremantle game to them. I just think as a player, sometimes when you have those big games where you set yourself for them, it's a danger game the next week. Thoughts? 
Totally agree, but this is, again, the Sydney culture and DNA of the last 15 to 20 years where they're a team that, again, without having the data in front of me, I would have thought, I'm acutely aware of exactly what you're speaking about. Mm. Let's not get on the plane with big heads, fly back, have a light week, look at and think we're playing the Crows, we'll be fine. I think that, if anything, would have ratcheted it up this week, knowing, well, the doors are jar for us now. We're a chance at top four Friday night's result, um, pending, of course, with Richmond and Fremantle. We'll control what we can control. I think they'll just take care of business. Chad Warner's been close to best on ground the last three weeks he's played. I wonder if he can make that four. A West Australian boy who was under the noses of West, West Coast and Fremantle. They don't pick him up. Um, I was asked during the week again, you know, how does that happen? Well, I think you'd know. You, you can't have everyone, unfortunately. But he's gone on to be uh, turning himself into a superstar. Spoke to a couple of people this week. Spoke specifically about him watching behind the goals vision. What's making him good is his running power and his work rate. Not necessarily, you know, the stuff you see on camera, but how he gets from contest to contest, you know, you know, defensive stoppage, and then suddenly he's on the end of a handball receive in the middle of the ground while, you know, midfield might be lagging behind him. So I think that's been an impressive story out of this one. Speed endurance midfielders separate themselves, not just their capacity to log you 15 or 16 Ks a game and hopefully use the ball well in addition to that, but that burst from stoppage and burst to cover on defence as well. Um, yeah, fantastic pick. Swans have fished well out of WA in recent years. I mean, they had a high enough pick to nab Logan McDonald, who yep. at the moment they can just slowly but surely bring along without needing him to be necessarily the man in the, the forward line. I think they got another one last year where Angus Sheldrick for a lot of clubs perhaps wasn't all that high on their boards. Swans were prepared to pick him off. Think of the tail end of the first round of the draft. He's another one who hasn't had to show much early on, but he might be the sort of next one to follow in the Warner blueprint. Pseudo West Australian Tom Hickey rucking as well. <laughs> Even though if we're talking about journeymen, Tom well, Hickey right there. He's a dual slash tri-citizen, <laughs> Queensland, Victoria, yeah, WA, and yeah. now New South Wales. He's done well. Very good. Well done. He wants Tom Tassie Hickey. to come in to play for a fifth club. <laughs> Sydney v Adelaide. Who wins? Swans. Yeah, Swans for me too. Port Adelaide v Geelong, Saturday. Adelaide Oval. Um, interesting game, interesting matchup. Port have shown they can play of late. They've beaten Sydney, Gold Coast, GWS, but uh, t- don't know where they're at as a footy club, to be honest. Geelong, much stronger, obviously. Eight wins, top of the ladder. Um, they look to be the form side of the competition. Is this a closer game than people think, or is this a whitewash? Again, looking at it on the basis of venue record, Porter got a chance. Oh, yes. Geelong, not all that good uh, in recent history. Admittedly, they've been finals and they've played Port Adelaide in games there when Port have been a top four side the last couple of years. Remembering, of course, Adelaide rolled the Cats in round one last season over there. Again, round one sometimes opens itself up to some funky results, but uh, I think Geelong are vulnerable in this game, or more so than you'd think on, on paper alone. Well, Port Adelaide are in that group. They're in the, you know... Two, and they've got stuff to play for. Two-game yeah. stretch, right? Richmond, Bulldogs, and Kilda, Port Adelaide, Gold Coast. They are all fighting for one spot, eighth spot. Uh, Port Adelaide, admittedly, a game behind, but there's five rounds left. So they've got everything to play for, you know, as do, as do Geelong. Geelong's tied at the t- top of the table. Melbourne, same games. Um uh, I, I think for mine, Geelong get this done um, purely because their offensive behaviours they've been able to bring in. Tom Stewart, I don't think he's back yet. He's not close. He's not far away though. So they still got to get the job done without their All-Australian intercepting defender. But guys in their defence have stepped up to allow Cameron Hawkins and Co in the forward line. Stengel's doing his thing as well to get the job done against Port Adelaide. I'm taking Geelong. You? 
Uh, cats, but this is oh, an asterisk. I thought you were going to yeah. give me port. Not, don't, not quite. Don't, don't be doing that. Uh, Brisbane v Gold Coast, Saturday, 5.10pm, uh, the Q Clash at the Gabba. Is this the worst rivalry name in the competition? What the else would Q- you call it? I don't know. but You're going to come up with a... The Q Clash. You've got to come up with an alternative. You can't just say, oh, that's terrible. It's like you need... Something to suggest. If it involves a banana or a pineapple, we're shutting down the podcast. But it's the fruit off. No. <laughs> oh, that's very good. So uh, the theme park throwdown. Yes. Okay. So Essendon have beaten both of these sides over the last couple of weeks. So they know how to lose to Essendon. We know that. Uh, who gets the advantage here in a game where Brisbane will get some stars back? Zorko returns. Rich returns. Jared Berry returns. Um, and Marcus Adams should be available also. So they'll have some soldiers returning. While the Gold Coast Suns, they're in that group for eighth spot. They potentially have more to play for than Brisbane do. Hmm. I know it's top four. No, spot. I think I think there's equal stakes here. It's sort of Brisbane, uh, sorry, the Gold Coast Suns' last real opportunity, I think, to keep themselves in that top eight race again, depending on what the results around them are. But the the win in Canberra, it was off Broadway, but it was very significant for Brisbane coming off. Yeah, the not just the loss to Essendon, but what they'd had to deal with behind the scenes with the the, the COVID scourge that ran through the footy club there for a period and. Robbed them of eight players, but I think it impacted a bunch of other players and I'd imagine staff across the club as well. So they've got through that speed hump, won a game. I think they've been win-loss, win-loss through their last nine. So they just need to now show the capacity to string some victories together on the bounce. We've seen Tuke Miller um, return to some form. Um, He started a little slower than we've been used to and We've seen him use, obviously, as a defensive base. His running power is unstoppable. But I've seen him use defensively. I could see this game, uh, Took Miller running with a Lockie Neal-type player. Um, you know, Zorko's been playing off a of back flank, so I don't think that's... But I really could see Gold Coast um, taking a defensive mindset, a real take-it-to-them mindset, to turn it into attack. But to shut down Brisbane's strength, which is the midfield, first, and then try and get him off the back of that... I think Gold Coast win this game at the Gabba. I'll be picking Gold Coast. Um, for no other reason than I reckon you're going to pick Brisbane. Who do you take? Brisbane. <laughs> Big O back, Zorko. I think Zorko back. And Zorko's uh, injury issues this year, he's lacked consistency. He's a very underrated piece. He might be in the veteran category now, but I think he's a very underrated presence in the Brisbane team. Okay, very good. You take Brisbane. I'm going to keep moving. Western Bulldogs v Melbourne. Big game here at Marvel Stadium. Saturday evening. Grand final rematch. Uh, this It's a, it's the second one for, for the year, obviously. Um, Bulldogs are in that group of eighth position teams, so they need to beat Melbourne here to continue that role on. Melbourne... Faltering slightly, their their form, you know, just pre-buy and then post-buy hasn't been the Melbourne we've seen. There's questions being asked, you know, are they up for it? You know, um, there's always talk of a reigning premier, but for mine, uh, Melbourne are the hunted and they always will be. So it's going to be more difficult after you've won a premiership than, you know, your maiden premiership year. So where do you see this game going? Western Bulldogs, Melbourne, Marvel Stadium. Marvel, again, makes it interesting. I know it's been a little bit of a threat of the conversation, but if it's an MCG game... Uh, I think Melbourne have got a yep. couple of goal extra margin in terms of favouritism. Norton back. Norton back, great. And Norton and Bruce playing together for the first time in pretty much a year. Significant. How does yes. that stretch Melbourne's defence? How does it make 
the May lever dynamic need to be perhaps a little bit more accountable or similar to your conversation about North before and if Larky's not in the team, it means Zohar gets a better defender then does that sort of shift the balance in the Bulldogs forward line and suddenly it's a Yugo Hagen or someone else like that who gets yes. a more favourable matchup? Counterbalance that. Oliver's expected to play, which is a huge effort from a busted thumb only a fortnight yes. ago. Uh, his presence in the midfield might mean there's more ball heading Melbourne's direction. And if they get sufficient supply, then you'd imagine they can kick a winning score. But we've seen the Bulldogs in the second quarter of the match in round one, and obviously for a period in the grand final last year, when they were able to have centre square dominance and get out the front on the Ds, they got into that forward line. They were super dangerous. So that's their opportunity. Do they get a sustained enough look where their game's on their terms? I'm tipping Melbourne. Okay. Well, I mean, Western Bulldogs know how to ramp things up come September, and I'm backing culture in here over form, over the eye test. I mean, they, they, they beat St Kilda last week. Uh, good victory, not great. St Kilda, I don't think, is in great form. Uh, I'd love to pick the Bulldogs, but I, I still am strong on Melbourne. Um, yes, they haven't been playing at their best, but you know, Clayton Oliver backing that mix, I think, turns it too far. And the Bulldogs, probably a key defender down. Yeah, Melbourne coming up against them, they're not like they have a you know, Cameron Hawkins lineup down there. Fritch and Brown usually get the job done, but I think Bulldogs lack a defender to get the win, and I'll take the Melbourne Demons. Agree. Carlton v GWS Sunday at Marvel Stadium. Carlton um, finally getting some key defenders back, perhaps. Um, maybe a Ruckman as well. Pitane, Pitane um, is back. What? Net. What? Is Net. it? Is it? Okay, thank yeah. you. Which again, it's also had thank various you. incarnations. Okay, so okay, perfect. I, I just like I just, your eyes again. Uh, McGovern <laughs> got Pap's eyes. McGovern <laughs> played in the VFL last week. Maybe he'll be back to shore up things in the back line for Carlton. Setterfield had forty touches in the VFL last week. You didn't, did you call that game? No, no, I didn't. But he's been. Him and Paddy Dow have been the two who you consistently look at the Carlton VFL statistics, and they're just. Always at the top. Having a mountain of ball, which is either going to force the hand for them to get into the Carlton team, or similarly, they're in the shop window for someone else come trade time. Josh Kelly's out this week with concussion, so that's a big out for GWS. Can they challenge Carlton at Marvel, GWS? They can. Uh, I don't know if they can find their best. They had that good start under Spike, and then the last couple, the Port Adelaide loss, and then um, last weekend down in Canberra were... We're disappointing. They've been beaten by margin. Just shows how incredibly the sport can flip. I can remember calling the Giants and Carlton in a game at Marvel, I think at the tail end of 2018, and it was a 100-point margin in favour of the Giants. It's incredible how things have flipped. Wow. Okay. So who are we picking? Carlton. Yeah, absolutely. Carlton, I think they get the job done. They're forward pairing again. You know, Carlton have fallen back away a little bit. They're in seventh position. Uh, yes, they're only one game away from third position, but are they sitting a level outside that top four challenges or are they... This is the conversation we had yeah. in the, the review coming out of round 18 that, yeah, I don't have them in the contenders. They're in that sort of, that next tier. Mid-tier. Okay, very good. Chasing I'll, pack. I'll take Carlton too. Last game of the weekend, Collingwood v Essen, and this is a big one, I think. MCG, Sunday footy at the G... Uh, I think the forecast in Melbourne on cold. No, it's about eighteen. I think on oh boy Sunday, so you bust out the sun cream. <laughs> Some singlets down the MCG. <laughs> yeah. Can see, can see the uh, the old blue singlets down sitting there down the front. So a couple of VBs, uh, yeah, it should be a, a magic day and a couple of shelters. I should you, say, more you, you VBs. You'll get a monster crowd. I would have thought because yes. Essendon are suddenly 
um, watchable and uh, competitive. No and Collingwood have done a remarkable job this season. Eight wins in a row, Collingwood. Would you have picked that eight weeks ago? If someone came, if no. I, Will Scover gave you a call, said, no, I've got something to tell you, Collingwood will pick winning the next eight games. I would have said, who's this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, g'day, Will. It's normal material coming out of your mouth. Very good. Um, the, Are you aware of the time difference? The interesting thing, yeah. Go back to bed. Yeah, the interesting thing out of Collingwood is, who's their best forward? check has kicked their most goals. But I, I looked at their team, and I'm like, who's kick, how are they winning games? How are they kicking winning scores? And they have an incredibly um, even spread. Uh, you've got check. you've got... Uh, uh, Ollie Henry has been... Who was in the VFL up. last week after being Medisub. Right. And you've got Jordan Ngoi's kicking some. You've had midfielders kicking goals. You know, Dacos pop up with a couple. I think they've just sort of done it how they like. Um, you know, Big Cameron has held up the ruck position while Brody Grundy's been you know, unavailable. Well, here you go. Mychek, 32. Ginevan, 29. Henry, 21. Not in the team, or at least on the field on the weekend. And then they've got... Uh, seven other players who've kicked double figures for the season. I don't, you'd struggle to find too many lists that have got that yeah. many players who've kicked 10 plus. Brody Grundy potentially available for selection this week. Does he play? I would say Darcy Cameron. Um, if there was a, uh, what is it, the sixth man in basketball and has come off the bench and played his role, he's probably up there with the best uh, slots into a team throughout the season. He's been in incredibly uh, efficient and, and impacted games as the standalone Ruckman. Do they play both of them in the same team if Brody Grundy's available? I'm not in their match committee, but I would suggest with Draper, Harry Jones, Peter Wright, there's enough bigs for them to probably spread it around. And just because he hasn't been playing, it's easy to sort of forget and diminish what Brody Grundy is a player. He adds to Collingwood if he's in the team. Who do you pick? Pies. Pies for you? Absolutely. Pies, yeah. Uh, I, I think Essendon could upset them, though. I will pick the Pies. Essendon um, have won against Gold Coast, Brisbane, Sydney, and St Kilda over the last little bit. So I think it'll be a good game. Potentially the match of the round. I think Collingwood v Essendon, close to the match of the round. Gold Coast, Brisbane, though. I'm taking that as my match of the round. Agree? Clue, nah, fr- Friday night. Thank you. Richmond, Frio's where it's at. You think, you think that's Frio's most important game in the last five years? Their football club, basically. Yeah, well, uh, 15 prelims, so seven. Wow, we Okay, very good. Love that. You are on the Shelter Footy Cast. Nice comedy, Will Schofield, with you. I like this segment. PTI, we go head-to-head on a couple of issues. Can I just say, there's a bunch of copyright infringements on this show. Like, Dan used to work at the ABC. You are aware that Backchat was a significant television show on the ABC for a period of time, with a very different theme to what the Southern River Band smash out no i'm not aware but thank you for and the thank you for that pti is still actually a very sort of well-known program on um a sort of global sporting did we cable uh, television station I, I would say that pti um stands for something i haven't told you what it stood for i'm not going to tell you either we're just going to be the mystery here I'm on the will bond and your tony Cornhouse. <laughs> here we go richmond bulldogs saints port gold coast who takes eighth eighth spot at the end of this season? Tigers for two reasons. Been there, done that factor, and also their draw. I think they've got Hawthorne Essendon in the final two rounds of the season. So they need to win one of the next two. It's either Fremantle tomorrow night. I'm not 100% sure what their game the following round is, but I think they've got uh, the combination of favourable draw and just they know how to get it done. Not that they have recently, but uh, same thing. Had this conversation in the review program. Those three Saturday twilight losses by 
inside a goal, if they've won all three of those, which is very plausible given how the game's played out late, we're talking about them not just as a top four team, but a premiership contender still, not not a team trying to make the finals. I don't think any of those other teams that are on the nine-win bubble we'd talk about in that light. Did you pick Richmond or Freo Friday night? Uh, I think... Yeah, I can't remember. He took Freo. Freo. Okay, so Richmond lose this week. Um, They lose next week against Brisbane. Where's Um, that game? That is at home for Richmond, so I'm assuming the MCG. They lose that, I'm telling you. Port Adelaide, (laughs) challenging for the same spot. They lose that. So they've just lost three in a row, and then they've got Hawthorne and Essendon. Great, they've missed the eight. Gold Coast... They win this week against Brisbane. They win against West Coast at home. They beat Hawthorne. Then they've got Geelong and then they've got North Melbourne. The Gold Coast Suns will win the next four of the next five and make the eight. They'll finish eighth on the ladder. Gold Coast Suns are my pick. Don't you look at me like that, Nigel (laughs) Carmody. There you go. You take Richmond, I take Gold Coast. Going to wrap this up very soon. It's been fun on the Shelter Footycast. Fremantle will remain a top four side to finish the season. Yes. Okay, flag mantle. No, top four does not guarantee you flag mantle. Selling merchandise. (laughs) (laughs) So you think they'll finish top four? You know what would be really sad for people is if they make it and you've got a bunch of people walking out of the MCG on the last Saturday in September after they've lost the grand final by 86 points. The wonderful thing about merchandise is you can wear it the next year. It doesn't say doesn't say 2022, luckily. So, okay, Fremantle top four. I'm going to go against you here, wearing my flag mantle jumper. Who jumps in? Just like I said, 2022 isn't on here. So flag mantle, you can wear this for five years, Charlie, big free mantle fan. Who comes in? Swans. I think it's Sydney for mine. I've been strong on them for the whole year. They've been inconsistent, but I think their best is very good. We saw that against Fremantle. I think with the leadership, with the culture that you spoke about, I think the Sydney Swans are the fourth side in the competition. Melbourne game for Freo the week after will be the determining factor. Yeah, that's a very good point. I'm a bit scared about my predictions. Mate, it's been fun here on the Shelter Footy Cars. Appreciate your time while we've been over here in Melbourne. Great to be involved. Well done on uh, everything you guys are doing. You've done some fantastic content during the week and look forward to reconnecting again soon. Belters with Shelter tonight at Shelter Brewery down in Bustleton. So if you want to buy a little plane ticket, you can head over there if you like, (laughs) Nigel. That's right. Um, Head down there, find your tickets over at the Shelter website uh, or you can follow us on socials find it all there Shelter Footycast or footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au for an email just a quick update Mark LaCroix told this program after 10 goals last week uh, in his regional footy side that he was going to kick 15 uh, last weekend got a text from Lecker he said he kicked 15 on the weekend and he said, also to follow up, I could have kicked more, but I said I was going to kick 15, so I stopped. So <laughs> let's keep an eye on him playing for wherever he's playing. Um, he's an annoying human being because he can just do that. If he says he will do it, he just does it. Been fun. YouTube, podcast, listen to us, watch us. See you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.